0: Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whiskerware Apparel, along with Chuck Davison and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and we have got a good one tonight. Uh, Chuck, you been fishing?
1: Yeah, we went. Out, I went out a little bit this weekend, and um, boy, it was hot. Um, you know, had the, Bimini, <laughs> had the Bimini top up, and, you know, that thing's only good for one thing, and that's well, two things. You know, you can sail with it, and it get in the way. And uh, it was doing a little bit of both, but uh, you know I had to have it. I went out the weekend before without it, and I mean I got sick. Um, it, it was so hot, but yeah, I, I really didn't do that good. I just had to get out on the water. Uh, I was just primarily wanting to, uh, you know, fine tune my uh, electronics a little bit and uh, work on a little couple of techniques I've been working on. Um, I
0: understand.
1: It would have been a lot better if I had somebody there with me to help me. But, um, you know, it it worked out pretty good.
0: Sounds like a good weekend. Doc, how would you
2: fare with the grandkids in that terminal weekend? Uh, We did did okay. Uh, I didn't get where I wanted to with them. Um, This lake that we fish, uh, this is an annual thing with me and my grandkids. I take three of my granddaughters on Friday and two of my grandsons. On Saturday, and uh, over the last three years, this lake has gone from nothing but channel cats to everything is now flatheads. So, oh. the top, yeah, the top 30 places were flatheads with a 40 pounder bin on the top, and the 30th place was like a 15 pound flathead. And uh, my grandkids, uh, we fish during the day, we don't fish at night, so. Uh, we were just dragging baits all during the day. The girls they they were ecstatic cuz they caught 36 channel cats and the boys only caught 15 <laughs> the following day. So a lot of a lot of competition there between the five of them, so but we had a blast. It, it's you know, I enjoyed every year and I I've taken them for the last 4 years, so I well, had to that, to that's
0: an I guess so when you get them, all them kids together like that and get them on that many fish It yeah, is gotta it be is. amazing time to be out there you know cuz I know that everybody wants to catch fish but when you get those kids to the point where they're, they're reeling in fish just all the time 30 30 some odd fish with them yeah, girls that's,
3: that's a lot of fish. That's,
0: that's a lot of fish. There's not much you don't need no uh Game boys or none of that stuff. Want to play with? They don't have time for that
2: one. No, that They were uh, reeling and netting because by the end of the day, I was letting them net all the fish. They were taking turns netting each other's (laughs) fish. So it it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Heck yeah!
0: I'll bet so. Well, I'm I'm gonna detour my uh, experience. With the uh, the Brunswick Wildcat tournament to the end of the show, when we start talking about other well. stuff, but but I've got some really good information to share with that, and and uh, as soon as we get done here, uh, we'll get the guys on. If everything works right, the, um, Mr. Eddie is still at work as of now, and he's rushing home when he gets done, and. If his computer uh, monitor and uh, camera and everything work, they're going to do a live show on online with us. And if not, I'm going to call them up on the phone and get them on here. Uh, the winners of the Brunswick Wildcat tournament, we had an absolute blast over there, but I'll go over that uh, after, after we get done uh, with Dan. Uh, we have Dan Dan Mueller with. Catfish Now magazine, a new online magazine that's coming out. I, I'm really excited about this. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be an absolute wonderful thing for our sport. Uh, how you doing tonight, buddy?
4: I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on tonight.
0: Oh, man, we're excited about this new magazine. I know some people have tried it, and, and some of them have uh, uh, one, one magazine a year type thing. And, and catfishing needs more than that and uh, I think the online thing is where most things are headed and I think you're going in the right direction I know for a fact that you got some good guys gonna be putting input into this Ron Presley is uh, he is one of the greatest in the world and and you can't go wrong if you have got him involved with your project
4: well, I can't say enough about Ron I've waited a long time to, to start this magazine after doing the crappie magazine mainly due to the fact i wanted to make sure i had a good editor and ron is definitely one of those oh absolutely and with Keith sutton being on there mr catfish himself he'll be writing for us along with some uh, other really great writers that'll be doing the regular articles and then we're gonna have guest writers that that uh poke in every month to write once in a while as well
0: that that'll be outstanding we've had Ron and and uh, Keith both on our show with us, and and they are very knowledgeable about the sport. They both have a passion for it. and Keith has wrote some of the best books uh, ever been written about catfishing, and we really enjoyed both those guys when they was guests with us. And uh, you know, you you you're headed in the right direction. I don't see how you can possibly miss with those guys like
3: that.
4: I'm excited about it. I think we've got a great lineup on articles. Uh, Ron has showed me about the first edition, which is going to be on 15 October, about what they're going to be writing on, and he's even planning out magazines after that. And with it being a monthly magazine, we'll be able to hit what's happening in those current months and what tactics and techniques that you guys that do this all the time are really good at. And the, the third thing is we're not going to just cover one type of catfish. We're going to be covering all types of catfish, and we'll be covering all parts of the country. And We'd eventually like this thing to be international so that the fishermen that fish in all reaches of the globe can talk about that.
0: Man, that would just be outstanding. I uh, Listen, I know that Chuck is sitting there with a list of questions to ask you, Dan, and I'm going to let him have you for a little while. When he's done, he can pass you right on over to Doc, and we'll see if we can't get some information from you.
4: Thank you so much, Lou. All right, buddy.
1: How you doing tonight, Dan?
4: I'm good, Chuck. How are you, sir? A fellow right. Alabamian.
1: Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. When I heard about this Catfish Now magazine, it sounded like it's going to be, you know, something really good. Especially, you know, here local. You know, there was one being tried from uh, Canada. Um, You know, but you know, even if you have people send you articles and stuff, you're not right there with the sport and able to, uh, you know, focus on it like you need to and give the people exactly what they want to hear. I. So are y'all planning on? I know with Ron on there, uh, there's going to be some good tournament coverage. Has he said anything about covering tournaments and stuff?
4: Yes, uh, our plan is to cover all the tournaments uh, as many as we can get to, but we'll take information from all the different circuits. Uh, we'll take it. We're joining on Facebook with all the groups, uh, trying to also collect information of all the clubs. Because we'd like to have information flow back and forth with the clubs and the groups that are on there. That way then we can also uh, report on how like your tournament, as long as the people send the info to us, we'll put them in the next magazine. And we have found out that relationship is great to get the info out to grassroots of all types. Whether you're a professional, you're a weekend fisherman, or you fish once a month, we want to reach everybody.
1: Yeah, that's great. I know exactly how the media's getting. I was uh, up till five years ago. I was working for the Birmingham News, and um, you know it turned off like a light switch. Um, you know, and now um, you know I had a lot of close friends that worked for EBSCO Medias, which was one of the largest publishers I know in the South. I'm not sure about the nation, but they were mighty big here in Birmingham, and uh, you know they shut down production. Um, you know, so everything's going uh, electronic. Um, you know, a lot of people's even wanted their mail electronic, their banking statement. So most everything's going um, online. Um, you know, myself, I like to have a paper trail. You know, I like to get my bank statement in the mail. So I guess people who want to, you know, have that stuff, you know, you know, it, it it's – you know, you always want that catfish magazine laying on your coffee table so you can just pick it up at any time and look <laughs> through it. Um, you know, and that's always great to be able to do that. But, um, you know, that's one thing that's going to miss when they all start fading out is that, you know, having that coffee, uh, coffee table book. Um, you know, I, usually has a catfish article too in all uh, Alabama Wildlife Magazine. Um, you know, but they... They're really not the kind of uh, articles that I could really get into.
4: I hear you. And the thing is, what we're going to publish is we've done this on the crappy side as well. We know that a lot of readers like to pick up something and read it. And so, what we'll do is online, we'll provide a, a PDF version, which is the version I'm sure you know, but for all you listeners out there, it's one that you can download and you can print. In the, the, you know, on your printer at your house, or at your business, and uh, we'll also provide another copy of it. it's just uh, text, and uh, that way then those that don't have high-speed connections can actually read the articles in that, but they won't be able to see the videos in that unless they go online. So um, that way then we can reach everybody. The one thing I just looked at stats on the Crappie Magazine since we've been doing this for six years now is when I first started, you know, the mobile downloads and tablet downloads were only, like, in the beginning, about 10% of what we did. Uh, The stats as of today um, are 61% are downloaded off of mobile phones and off of tablets. 61%. It even shocked me. And I know the numbers on the catfish side are higher than the the crappie side. Uh, I understand the industry is telling me it's around 70%. So all you catfishermen out there that love to do this and come with these guys here, you're going to love the magazine because you're going to be able to see video, you're going to be able to get up online and read it, see pictures, and you're going to be able to go over to social media and we can converse and send out other information through the social media side. That includes YouTube.
1: Great. Are you going to be uh, uh, letting people advertise, uh, you know, and you're going to be able to sell articles um, and stuff like that? in your uh, online magazine?
4: Yes, sir, Chuck. We uh, have just finished the uh, media kit for the pricing. Anyone mm-hmm. out there that wants to touch base with us, that wants to find out you know, what it would cost um, to have the advertising, and we uh, found that this model works very, very well, um, we can send you the Crappie media kit. I can email it. That way you don't have to get a, a printed copy of it. We don't tear down any trees doing it. Uh, and they can email me, uh, probably the best way, the quickest way, is I have a catfishing email address, uh, which is dan d dandcatfishnow at gmail.com. And I can send you a media kit. And uh, Lyle, I can send you that link. You've got also my email account that you guys out there in the country can see. Just how, if you want to buy ads, uh, it's not just like a printed ad anymore, it's a, it's an interactive ad. We can actually do just regular ads, or we can do ads that are videos. Uh, we can do ads that are tagged back or, or linked back to a website. Uh, so there's a lot of versatility on that side, and then we can do social media with it as well. So we can do it up on the Croppie Now page. We did a survey for crappie for ICAST 2016, hit 150,000 people in a four-day survey. And, wow. it, told, and it told a lot of people is in the industry exactly what products they should look at in the future. So our whole goal here at Catfish Now is not only to educate, train, and to show people that are just starting all the way up to the pros some of the techniques or learn their techniques. It's also to go out and be able to link the industry to the fishing and give a voice to where a lot. What's coming out both directions. Things can be made and built and revised and helped to make the industry stronger.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds like exactly what we need. It's uh, you know, all, about what we have now. You know, it. We had a a lot of different forums. You know, probably you know, five or seven different ones, and you know, then Facebook came out, and you know, the forums just pretty much shut down. Um, about all at the same time Um, because you know with with Facebook, you know ever everybody was able just to mingle at the same time. But you know we need much more than that. We need uh, you know exactly what you're fixing to put out. Sounds exactly what we're needing, especially with the with tournaments getting to where I think they're going to be within the next few years. It's going to be very important to have somewhere you can go. Um. At any given time, and and look at the leaderboards and everything without having to try to search all the all the way through Facebook to see how everybody did in certain tournaments. You just go to one place and have everything there.
4: Yeah, that's the one thing we we found out. We did the crappie side and linking up the clubs. It became also a way for us to talk to to uh, DNRs in each one of the states. You know about water conditions or about fishing limits or about issues that need both as cat fishermen and crappie fishermen about the issues of water control, you know, about invasive species and, and many other ways that gets the word out. We can unite and talk to politicians and to people, biologists to help us make this a stronger, united way to make fishing great for their, our kids, our grandkids, and for ourselves. We really need that. I have been a strong advocate uh, for different things. We just got the rules changed with the help of a guide or two over in Mississippi on the catfishing side on one of the major lakes there to get some rules changed that will actually improve the fishing down the road. So if there's issues like that, like the invasive carp and so forth, that we need to, to address in our magazine, I do an editorial every other month, and then uh, Ron will do the, the off month. Or the on month, depending on how you look at it, uh, and in that we will go in and write on whatever issue it is. Now Ron will say it was his on month, and, and mine was the off month. So <laughs> I tell you what, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a
3: great
4: guy. So we're going to try to hit all those things and and uh, much much more. And so if you guys think of things out there that you're listening to this, and both you know the guys here, Chuck and Lyle. And, um others that something that we need to address in there for future topics please let us know so that we can address those in the future and we'd be happy to do that we want to be part of the conference, uh, catfish conference as well to listen into the issues listen into what is looking to be done in the future by you guys and gals as far as the strength of the industry so what you're doing here on the podcast tonight and what you do we're this is awesome this is absolutely awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, are, are y'all gonna have like pages for, um, you know, where, um, you know, licensed guides can uh, be listed and, and all the different uh, issues? So, you know, if somebody wants to take a guide trip in a certain state, they can they can look and see what uh, guides are in that area that are, uh, you know, Coast Guard certified, so they can go out have a safe trip and go catch them some good catfish.
4: That brings up a good question. We have tried that in the crappie side and got some, you know, uh, traction with that. Um, There is an agreement that I'm working on with a company called Easy Wave. I don't know if you've heard of Easy Waves, It's something new. And it helps the guides out there to be able to get the word out, and it does all kinds of things like calendars and uh, those sorts of things. And we can link up to that through the Catfish Fishing Now magazine, and is that something that everybody out there would be interested in that are guides?
1: I would think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. You know, there's, you know, a lot of guys uh, are out there doing it that's not certified. A lot of them don't have to be, um, you know, on the type of water that they fish. Yes. Um, but there's a lot out there that's doing it wrong. But, you know, all the guys that's out there doing it right, you know, they like um, – you know, that they would probably love somewhere that you know, people can go to and uh, you know, see where you can go get you a guide and fish uh, Lake Wheeler, Alabama, um, you know, go fish um, you know Santa Cooper, wherever you want to go and just look through it and have reviews and stuff like that.
4: We'll look at doing that then. I will um One of the things I ran into when we were doing, the last time I started this process with crappie, is in that time frame when everybody was trying to catch all the people who were not licensed, and there were a lot of agents out there that were signing up and, of course, catching some of these people. So people got kind of scared off of putting their names out there, you know, and and, uh, especially in some of the waters, like down here, as you know, Chuck, we got... The Alabama River is my favorite place, but, you know, we got locks all the way to the ocean, so you've got to have a captain's license in order to be able to guide on it and to fish. And So there's other places like that, I'm sure. And some of the guides got a little nervous about having all their names out there, but I think that's all changed now. Is that your feeling as well, that uh, uh, there are a great number of guides in this industry that if we create a list of, And we then could build a list of those to work towards this uh, relationship that I've been working on. Uh, If that is something that would be uh, very feasible, we will do that.
1: Yeah, you know, the guides, they need somewhere to to put their name out, you know, to fly their their, their Coast Guard certification emblem and say, hey, you know, I'm accredited, certified Coast Guard, you know, and and pretty much – you know, I I don't think a guide should even advertise if he's not certified. You know, that to me, even if you're fishing waters that uh, are not navigable, you need to be certified because there's so much that these guys learn and need to know by going to that school that could be used on any waters. And especially if you've got, you know, you're taking people out and their lives are in your hands. Um, you know, and I, I don't see guys that, are not uh, certified trying to advertise
4: agreed agreed most of my see that are out there And, and a good friend of mine on the crappie side just got his certification this year and went through the one down in mobile and he was telling me about the test that he took and but there's a lot of safety things involved in this like you said that protect people help them with cpr or help them with whatever medical conditions that can come up And it helps them also for the guides for the liability insurance. So, you know, that's a big deal. And uh, so we'll definitely looking at doing that, guys. We'll look at the entertaining. I wanted to do that. In fact, one of my people, if everybody out there, if you see a name show up in one of your uh, crappie groups or whatever her name is, Angela Pearsall. And Angela Pearsall is the one working for me that's pulling together guide lists, clubs, uh, Groups so that we can reach everybody. We're trying to reach out to everybody, so we won't uh, push so much ads towards people. What we will push, though, we will push uh, things like the magazine when it's going to be launched, or some edition article that's in the magazine. And guides could be part of that.
1: Right. Are y'all going to have uh, you know youth corner pages for uh, kids to show off their catches and stuff like that?
4: Yes, and not only just youth, but Anyone that wants to show off their catches we're going to have an area for bringing in for a contest and uh, They can send in pictures And a lot of times on the crappie side. We get a lot of youth pictures um, We'll have that area in the magazine as well
1: but, you know, Chuck you there yes, I'm there. Yeah, I um... I'm going to pass you over to Doc. I'm sure he's got plenty to talk to you about, and um, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
4: Pleasure's all mine. Thank you, Chuck. Hi, Dan. Welcome
2: to Catfish Weekly. Great to have you on board with us tonight. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, When is your launch date going to be?
4: 15 October will be the maiden voyage article, or the magazine.
2: Okay. Okay. And then, uh, what is it going to be the cost of it? Uh, I mean, is it, you know, is there going to be a
4: subscription or what? Free. Free, free? to all the readers out there. It will, oh. You can't get any better than that. No, you uh, can't. <laughs> and so, um, we. that's that's uh, the way that I've done on the crappie side. It's the way it's going to be on the catfish side. It's free to the reader. It will cost our sponsors, you know, whoever buys ads or um, will come in and either buy our support through social media underneath the catfish name that's underneath the magazine. Uh, either way or both, will pay the way for the magazine itself. Same template we've done on the crappie side. Not making you know tons of money, but it's a great way and it's very rewarding for us to have a publication that's operating in today's environment. Correct. Oh, that's great. Yeah, free, free. Free is always good. Oh, <laughs> well, one thing I will add to that is is that we will have a sign up on the on the web page, and if you go up to the web page now, it says coming soon. We're working. The page is pretty much done. We're just going to go in and do some design work. Um, we had the whole template that we built over six years that works very very well on the, on the crappie side. It'll be the same for the catfish side. And because we just got all of our graphics done for the media kit, we now can use that same design approach as far as the way the website will be. So it will be very nice, very attractive, easy for people to come in and read it, and easy for people to submit things. So uh, when they do come in, they can subscribe, and the subscription is no cost. But if they give us, like, an email, and uh, we don't need all their information, just their name and email address. Um, we will make sure that through constant contact that when a magazine is being deployed, we let everybody know, and we're also looking at a newsletter. So um, once we do that, that'll be deployed through that constant contact to the ones that come out.
2: Great. That sounds great. Now, are you going to try to come out more than one time a year, or what What are your it's, plans?
4: It's once a month. It'll be once a month. 50, Fifteenth of each month. Oh, okay, cool. Well I'm looking forward to seeing it then. So Well I hope it don't let everybody down, you know. We didn't on it on the others, and I'm sure Ron will make sure it's got the right content in it and the right pictures. Oh yeah. And we know pictures are a work worth a thousand words, but uh, there's always good storylines to go with it. One thing we'll promise you this. We have guidelines, ethical guidelines that we put out for both magazines. I made sure the groundwork on that with Ron and Tim Huffman's my editor on the crappie side. We wanted to make sure that the ethics were as follows when we did our magazine. No one gets left behind. We bar no lines across, you know, avenues of tournament trails and people locations and all that. It, everybody's a catfisher And the other thing is, is that when we write articles in our magazine and anything else that you see on publications, it will be not infomercials. It will be content that is written about techniques or about approach or location or, you know, those sorts of things. And it will incorporate product into it for the sponsors and so forth. But it will be in the way it should be of how to use it, where to use it, and how it was deployed by that fisherman. Right. Good deal.
2: Sounds great. Well, thanks for visiting with me, Lyle, I'll let him have you. All right,
0: Dan. We had a uh, one of our uh, we have a live chat that goes on, and one of the guys uh, wanted to know if he was going to have like a tournament director's corner or something to specifically let everyone know about rules, regulations, upcoming tournaments, and things like that.
4: Not so much on the rules and regulations uh, because sometimes the timing of it, but we can put them out because in the Facebook side, if you have rules and regulations, you want to get out to everybody. Uh, Like right now, I'm publishing on the crappie side through Facebook. I'm putting out information on tournaments, and I can do that now on Facebook. Ron and I will be admitting the Facebook side and all that, so we can put that information out. In the magazine, there will be a tournaments corner. There is an area in there about... (laughs) Uh, results of tournaments, upcoming tournaments, schedules, all that. We will take that information.
0: Awesome, that's really good. Um, that that'll be really good. Doc covered that. Um, if if you would and you get a chance, you or Ron, uh, if you would would get all of the information for the magazine and post it on Catfish Weekly. Uh, I know that that would be a great asset. I have the stuff here. But that way, uh, and, I, and Ron would be really good at that, or, or yourself, either one, but that way people can look at that from from now on, and uh, uh, that way if they want to know about the advertising or what's going to be in the magazine, they can, can pull that up, and they can have contact information where they can get a hold of you guys.
4: Absolutely. We can do that. I'm sure Ron's listening in. We'll talk about that and make sure that we get that posted up. So, Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, everybody's interested out there about the catfishing world at ICAST. Also, um, and there weren't that many vendors at ICAST this year that were catfishing oriented. They're there, but the product wasn't there. And I think that's uh, kind of sad. Um, when I first started the cat the crappie side, it was the same way. Now it's just infiltrated it's everywhere. It needs to be that way on catfish. It needs to be there for our kids. It needs to be for equipment coming up for the pros as well as the beginners. So we'll try to do that. We're going to try our best to do that. And we'll give you uh, both the media kit and we'll also give you uh, the release on uh, the announcement of the magazine, which gives some specifics on it. Anything else we can give you, you just let us know, and Ron or I will take care of that. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, we have we
0: have one of, of the uh, rod company guys that watches our show tonight. Tony Caton's on here, and uh, he says he can't wait to check this out and would love to do some advertising with you. So there you go. Your time spent tonight has been well spent with us. Hey, Thumbs
1: Dan, up. Yeah. I got a question for you, Dan. If I, if I want to get online right now and and I want to go check out your uh, crappie magazine, uh, yes, where sir. do I go check that out? So I can Go see to, how you're advertising and
4: everything. Oh, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate that. It's uh, www.croppynow.com. It's in the Now family.
1: Okay. So then, it's and it's be, yeah, so pretty much uh, the catfish is going to be about in the same format. It's just going to yes. be different focus. So we can pretty yes. much see how your croppy now is, and that's what we're going to be looking forward to for catfish.
4: Yes. And exactly. and if there's more we need to do or something else that, you, that the readers or you or whoever's out there wants, uh, please let us know uh, through messaging us or emailing us, and uh, we'll take a look at it, see if it's feasible, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I got Ron on speed dial, so that's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, Dan, I, you know, I want to touch on, a, on something a little bit different and, and let our viewers give a little background on you. I know that you are a, a big-time crappie guy. You fish a lot of tournaments, and you do a lot of crappie fishing, but you're also a military uh, gentleman, as I understand, and that's something that is near and dear to all of us.
4: I am. I'm a retired Air Force uh, officer. I came up through the enlisted ranks. I'm a Mustang uh, got commissioned uh, back in 1983 after going through 11 years of enlisted time and uh, and then served for 25 years and uh, retired in 1997 and uh, went into consulting for the Air Force and working at the uh, traveling back and forth from Alabama to the Pentagon and working contracts and helping out with different kinds of new aircraft being bedded down and making sure our troops are safe. And I'm a big time advocate. For all of our retirees and all the active duty that go out there and serve, and our policemen, I believe that without order and without rule, and supporting our people that put their lives on the line every day, and Lord knows, all of our military has gone back and forth to the de- desert from five to seven times. They need our support.
0: That is 100% correct. We have. Uh, a tournament that Cindy and I fish every year out of Quincy, Illinois is is fishing for freedom. We take a military personnel out. It may be active duty, maybe retired, maybe uh, someone that has injuries. You never know what you're going to get. Now people can request who they go with, but that is by far the biggest, best, most fun tournament we fish every year, and we wouldn't miss it for anything.
4: I'm going to tell you what to see one of our wounded ones. Uh, you know, be helped and assisted by being able to live their lives just like we get to live ours. And Lord knows they gave up the, the best of their years to be able to serve us so that we can go out and fish and have a good time and be with our grandkids. Man, that's living.
1: Yes, my, I agree 100%. My, tournament partner, my tournament partner is a retired Master Sergeant, U.S. Army, mm-hmm. uh, he's a base-wounded warrior, and uh every time he gets in the boat we i mean we just have such a good time uh do you know uh, a guy that just retired down there uh, James green he's a big cat fisherman
4: he's i have a- met him i've met him one time um and I'm trying that name is very familiar to me
1: yeah he just uh, he, he used to do a whole he had a, a a website a long time ago like in the early 90s where he would, uh, you know, do a lot of tournament stuff. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's my brother-in-law, and, you know, he said he's going to try to get back into catfishing really good. He's, reti- he's uh, working on the retirement process right now, so he'll be in the works pretty soon.
4: That's cool. Well, I've supported Wounded Warriors as well, and uh, I've been a supporter both financially at times as well as supporting the tournaments. Um, One of the people I was tightly connected with, because I still do some federal contracts, is I'm still pretty well tied with some people that uh, uh, this lady is a retired Marine, and uh, her husband is now a retired Army person, and uh, he has been huge in the Wounded Warrior program. Uh, So I've also got, I'm a Kiwanian. So I've also helped through some of those tournaments with Kewanee and supporting dollars for those purposes. <laughs> so any time that I can help somebody. Um, I've also helped with kids fishing for education on the crappie side. So without our kids coming into these programs and keeping our wounded vets alive and well and, and making sure that the VA is helping our, our people and the medical specifics since we have all had things happen to us at one time or another. That's very important. Absolutely is. Absolutely
0: is. Well, Dan, thank you for your service as well as all the rest of your buds that's been in and out of there. I know Chuck Chuck is is a military guy and, and there's there's nothing we can do that'll ever make up for what you guys have done. Yeah. It's just the way it is and, and oh by the way, what before I forget it, that tournament I was telling you about in Quincy, Illinois fishing for freedom they also have a bass division and a crappie division, so if you get the inclination to take out one of America's crates, you can come up here and fish that
4: with us next year. Well, you let me know the dates of it so I can see if it cranks into my schedule okay, and we'll I do, do that. that. I'll know? be
0: sure and get it to you. Uh, it's just something that we feel like uh, is very important to give back just very little for everything they do. Uh, another one of our sponsors on Catfish Weekly, Rob Clodfelder Uh, with Whisker Wear Apparel. He asked that you publish uh, the email for the media kit on Catfish Weekly's website. Uh, He missed it. It sounds to me like there's a potential for another advertiser for you.
4: Absolutely. I heard about his company from David Baynard in Driftmaster. And uh, David and I are really close friends. He emailed me last week about him coming on board. Tell him that I will publish that for him and uh, be sure I get it posted up for you guys to go to.
0: That'll be outstanding. Uh, you, you'll not find any better people than, than Rob is. He he takes care of us so well. He supports a lot of tournaments uh, in catfishing, and he, he's at all the big events that we all go to, and, and we dearly thank the world of him. And uh, you guys will get along just like peas and carrots. There's no doubt about it. Cool, um, that's cool. Now on your crop gig fishing, are, you are a competitive tournament fisherman, is that
2: correct?
4: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am uh, was very fortunate, God blessed me um, in 2011 and 2012 to be with a partner at that time, Bill Braswell, out of uh, Kentucky. And we won back-to-back two Angler of the Year uh, uh, yearly awards for that circuit in those two years. And since then, uh, well, he retired at the end of the second one. Um, and it's never been repeated. There's never been a, a back-to-back win of that Angler of the Year award. That's and outstanding. And so uh, We Fish, my new partner, because my old partner Bill had retired at that time, um, Garrett Steele is with me. He's a Nashville music artist, country music and um, you can see all the things that he does and we do up on crappie country that's the name of our team uh crappie country on facebook and you can follow what we're doing up there we are big into video big into promotion for the sport as well as fishing crappie masters tour and when we can we try to jump into a few other tournaments like a club that i helped start down here in montgomery for crappie fishing in december we now have 71 members in that club, and I'll be, my wife and I will be down fishing that tournament this coming Saturday at Camden. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck down in your tournament. I hope you guys tear them up and,
0: and have a great time while you're down there. Um, Chuck, you or Doc have anything else for Dan this evening?
1: No, I think no. I'm good. Yeah, I'm okay. well we're- I'm good
0: we're really excited about this we had a lot of good people uh, information shared tonight and several guys in our chat was was uh, anxious to see it when it comes out so we wish you the best for this I know you've got a great crew behind you this magazine will do really good and uh, you know if there's anything that Catfish Weekly can do for you in the future you or Ron just give us a shout we'll be glad to take care of it for you
4: Thank you, Love. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that you allowed us to come on. Feel free anytime to ask us to come back or to help you in any way we can. We'd be glad to do that. And all your listeners out there, stay tuned because we're going to be really pushing some stuff out here.
0: Awesome. Man, we can't wait. Thank you again, Dan. Thanks, Dan. You
4: guys. Thank you, guys.
0: All righty. Now that's, boys, I'm telling you, that's going to be a big deal for catfish and industry. I can't wait for this magazine to get out. You can tell just by visiting with him that he has the passion to make this thing work. And he's got uh, uh, Ron Presley and, and Keith Sutton going to be a part of this. Ron's going to be like an editor, I believe. And, and uh, you know, you, there's no way that you can miss with a deal like that. It's just, uh, man, he, he's got it going on. I think it's going to be a great deal for all of us. I'm going to try to get uh, Burr, send him a a link to get in here, and we'll try to get that going. If you guys got something else you want to go over right quick while I'm getting him
2: this set. I can uh, jump in here and give you SWOCC results for this past weekend. Uh, They were fishing out Neville, Ohio, which is right on the Ohio River. First place was Vince Nadosky and Seth Hedrick, 81.4 pounds. Second was Tim Hill and Grant Wilson, 72 pounds, and they had the big fish, which was a 42.1 pound blue. And third was Adam and John uh, Denier with 66.1 pounds. I think there was 10 or 12 boats in the tournament, so.
4: That's awesome.
2: all I've got. Sounds great. Sounds great, man. Me and my Well, I sent them the link. Go ahead, Lon. Go ahead.
0: No, I, go ahead. I was just going to say it. It, it uh, uh, That'd be really good. We'd get all this stuff lined up. And guys, if they come in here, they're going to come in in just a few minutes. If not,
2: we're going to do an interview with him on the phone. Okay. My grandkids and I—we fished a tournament up at, on Indian Lake here in Ohio. Uh, over the last several years, this lake has—it's always been channel cats, but uh, in the last three years, it's been he- big flatheads uh, and a lot of flatheads. This weekend alone, the tournament started on Thursday at noon. It ended at Sunday at noon. And the top 30 places were all flatheads, going from 39.98 down to uh, the last weight I saw was 15 something. So that that's a lot of that's a lot of flatheads in one yeah. lake.
0: That is, and then some great some great fish. They're great fish for anybody, but to see
2: youngsters catch stuff like that, that's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they had like 900 entries fifteen dollar an entry so you know my grandkids had a blast you know they they were just catching fish after fish after fish so wow they had nine hundred entries yeah normally that's about that's about par eight to nine hundred entries every year up here holy crap man and they have three different children's divisions you know in ages and What's kind of cool about it is if the kids start catching the flatheads, they can slide up onto the adult board also.
0: Man, that's cool. That is cool. I have a uh, message just been sent to me. Uh, ICATS is holding a free veterans event this weekend at Red Rock Lake in Iowa. So any of you guys up there in that area, jump on in there and get you some of that. I know they, from what I understand, that is one of the great tournament events that is taking place in, uh, in the state of Iowa. So uh, that would be a lot of fun if you could go up there and get involved with that. Uh, I know they'd be glad to see anybody that's in the area, to jump in and, and help them out, have a, a really good turnout for
2: that. Yeah, and I'd like to bring out something else. I'm on Catfish Weekly here on our Facebook page. i uh, like to thank everybody for sending the pictures in. Uh, we've been getting some pretty good pictures. I'm looking right now at one from Ricky Poole. I don't know who's got the biggest grin on that face. That flathead he's got on the deck of the boat, or him. So, but. Uh, <laughs> We appreciate everybody bringing these pictures on our uh, Facebook page. Thanks a lot, guys.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool that, to see all those, and, and um, we need to get back to uh, uh, talking more about that. Uh, Chris used to do that a lot, and um, it's just hard to get it all done, and, and uh, we're trying to get so much stuff, stuff crammed in and I I guess that's the reason why we we never make it in uh in an hour we're always running over so but that's okay you know
2: it's
0: it's still good
2: yeah as long as they can put up with us talking that's all that matters
0: I'm going to try to call these guys and see if they're there hang on fellas
2: Chuck has it been hot down there in Alabama oh man it's a scorcher been pretty humid up here. We still haven't had any rain, though.
1: Yeah, it's, we've been having like daily uh, thunderstorms, uh, you know, in the afternoons, um, you know, and it, it it's it's keeping it very humid. And it's uh, it's just so muggy. It's terrible.
2: Yeah. Well, earlier when we were talking, you said the bimmy talk gets in the way. Yeah, it gets in the way. It's hard to cast around. It's hard to net fish around it, but man, it makes for some nice shade if that sun's burning down on you.
1: It does, and then uh, you know if one of them bad thunderstorms pop up like it did on me yesterday, it'll it'll really save you too.
2: Yeah, to keep you good and dry. I love yeah. mine. I'd be lost without mine.
1: But you can get, if you get out of the wind to where that rain don't blow right up under it. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah.
1: Cause if you're, if you're in that direct wind, it, it's not going to stop anything.
2: Right. Right. Oh, uh-huh. Oh,
0: okay. When you click on that, it'll bring you right into the show. We'll be ready for you there. And if something happens, uh, just let me know and we'll do it on the phone. We'll go ahead and get some other stuff out of the way in the meantime. And, and uh, Okay. For well, that link that I sent you, you just click on it once you get your account made. I sent it to you in a message. Well, what? Okay, you haven't come on the show yet. We don't have you in there. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Listen, if you're when you get that done, just click on that link and it'll bring you right in the show, and we'll we'll be ready for you when you get there. All right, bro. Okay, thank. Thank you. with people working through the daytime and, and trying to get this stuff done at last minute when well, we really wanted to have these guys on there they they went into a tournament with near a hundred boats and went in there and, and won the thing with some pretty good fish in in pretty rough water it was uh, really high over there and uh... while we have a few minutes uh, there's a couple of things that i wanted to talk about that raggill past with the Kansas City Catfish uh... and the city of Brunswick and a bunch of people over there put this this is uh, on uh, the Brunswick, uh, town of Brunswick, got behind these guys. And, and it, we, we see uh, Memphis get behind George Young. We have seen over the years what, what uh, Owensboro, Kentucky does uh, for Aaron Wheatley and, and his tournament. Uh, now, you can imagine a town that has uh, a Casey store in it to buy fuel and stuff and two restaurants uh, and very little other businesses more than that to go in there and get behind these guys and put in a bunch of added prize money and block off a street they blocked off a city street to do a Calcutta with and the people of the town are sitting out in front of this bar uh, where, where we had this Calcutta in lawn chairs. They was waiting for this Calcutta to take off for probably a bunch of catfishermen none of them ever seen before uh, and may have heard of them. and They may not have heard of any of them. It was outstanding event. they done a heck of a job. Hi, guys. How you doing? good. How you doing tonight? we good. You? Not too bad. I know it's kind of tough when you work as late as you do to to get on here, but we appreciate you getting on the show with us tonight. And uh, You guys absolutely had a heck of a night the other night and put some great fish in the boat, and we're,
3: we're glad to have you on here. And
0: uh, I thought maybe you might be able to tell us how your night went. Well, it was a good,
3: good night. night. We lost a couple of good fish, but uh, we ended up putting some good fish in the boat too.
0: So, yeah. Right. Now, did you guys get big fish or just uh just winning weight?
3: No, we just got winning
2: weight. Winning weight. Winning weight. Yeah. Well, what was, a lot of, what was the winning weight? It was 140.6 pounds. The five fish or six fish? That's five fish. Five fish. Woo! Yeah. yeah.
0: Pretty good. You know, we uh, a lot of people are concerned about the Missouri River, and, and uh, these gentlemen can tell you, uh, it, it, it was coming up a little bit, and there was quite a bit of trash in it, but uh, it is a, a, a river that anyone can fish. If you pay attention to what you're doing and respect the river, it'll give you back what you ask out of it, and, and if you don't, then it'll bite you a little bit, but it is a great place to fish. Uh, did you guys fish around there locally, or did you make one of the big long runs like some of the guys did? We made a pretty long run. I think say probably 35, 40 30 miles. 35, 40 miles, right. Wow. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty good. I know that's not as far as some of them went. Some of them went a lot further than that. Yeah. Really good. they
3: did. Uh, they...
0: Uh, you know, I, I was thrilled that you guys done it. I had met you all before the uh, way in the other night, and and uh, it's good to see guys come in to, to the tournament stuff that I've never met before. So I was happy to see somebody that I didn't know. When uh, some of the guys you kind of expect them to place really high in most of the tournaments, and it's awesome when somebody sneaks in there and grabs one, and and uh, that's what it's all about. Are you guys <laughs> local over there? Yeah. Yeah, we're both local. Do you live around the
3: Brunswick area? No, uh, Danny here does. He lives over by d and I live over here
0: in Baltimore. Okay, cool. cool. Well, I'm going to see if All these right. other guys have anything they want to ask you about, and, and we'll
1: go from there. How's that? Just good. All right, Chuck, what do you got for them, man? Um, congratulations, guys, man. That was a. Uh, uh, that was a good finish. I I was watching uh, Facebook, you know, Friday night and Saturday, and I sent Lyle a message and I said, I have never seen guys this pumped up about going to a tournament. Um, uh, I mean, it, it it was a really big deal. I mean, uh, the, was there a lot of uh, smack talking going on? <laughs> yeah, there probably was. <laughs> That's that's what makes it all fun, you know. Friends talking smack. You can't you can't uh, have no more fun than that. Uh, What kind of gear y'all use? Y'all use uh, uh, what what type of rods? And uh, you know, y'all use heavy rods, medium heavy, or what do y'all use on that river? I use
3: pretty heavy rods. Big castor reels
1: too. Yeah, I'm using roundabout things with heavy rods. Yeah, I could imagine. Uh, but what size, uh, How, mi- how uh, what weight sinkers was y'all using? we 10 hours. 10? Yeah, I heard some guys using up to around 14. Um, I could just imagine hooking up with some big fish in that 5-mile-an-hour current. I mean, even a 30-pounder a probably feels like it weighs a ton. Yeah, it does. Especially Before if <laughs> if if one get if one gets wrapped in the leader, um, I mean I've had one do that in slight moderate current, and I had to go after him. There's no way I could have brought him up current.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so about what time did y'all, uh, you know get on get on most of your best fish?
3: I think we started catching good fish about ten thirty. They started hitting from about ten thirty to about two thirty, and they cut off on it until about four o'clock. Mm-hmm. About four o'clock we laid another
1: like forty. Okay, so uh, did y'all did y'all catch enough fish where y'all were doing a lot of calling?
3: Yeah, we do a lot of calling. I think we caught three thirty, up to 35 fish maybe. But we called, we
1: caught a lot of. Awesome. Um, All right. Well, it's been nice talking to you. I'm going to pass you on to Doc. I'm sure he's got some stuff to ask y'all. And it was nice talking to y'all. And congratulations. Thank you. Nice
3: talking
2: to you. Congratulations, guys. That's a good wave. Uh, So you guys were anchored down? Yeah. And were you catching all the fish out of just one spot or were you moving around?
3: Thing,
2: same, spot right same spot, really. Anything nearby? I mean, was there? Were you in a creek mouth, or what were what were you targeting? Were you targeting wood, or
3: yeah, we're, we were targeting behind the dike. We was actually the we fish were coming in out of the deep hole and we then coming up on top of the dike. We were fishing about 14, 12, 14 feet of water. We knew they'd be coming up around the the, edge of the channel.
2: Yeah, yeah using live bait
3: or cut bait? This is not, well live bait
2: all, all your fish came on live bait? all our fish came on creek chub really? wow where do you hook a creek okay with that much with that much current where do you hook a creek chub to keep him alive?
3: well our creek right chub in the middle? Got them in our tank, and then we run the hook through their mouth. and come all the way back to the back of their fin, where it comes to the top of the hook, without the back. You know, they don't stay alive very long, but just, normally they're not in water very long, so they get a good bite. Yeah, <laughs> they, they stay. They stay
2: long enough. They stay alive long enough to get eight. Is what it. That's what you want. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, guys. Appreciate you coming on board. Thank, thank you. you. Well, gentlemen,
0: you know, that's a heck of a night you guys had over there, and, and we're really happy that you got to join us on the show. I was—I didn't know if we was going to make it work or not, but uh, it's its really nice of you guys to join us, and and I hope to see you at some tournaments down the road.
3: Well, oh, you, you will. My thank you, sir.
0: Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks a bunch, guys. Yep.
3: You guys have a great night.
1: You too. Thank okay. you. You too.
0: You know, it was that was really outstanding to see those guys. Like I say, when I went over and talked to Burr at at the tournament, I'd never met him before, you know. And and uh, Brad was getting uh uh Mr. Randolph ready to take him down to do the uh, uh, polygraph and all the stuff, and and uh, it, it was it was really good. I was happy to see some new faces in the sport, and that's what we need. Is continually get new people in there, and and i got to tell you, there's a lot of new guys coming to the sport. Now, now these gentlemen are probably our age or are reasonably close to that, and and there's a lot of young guys getting into the sport, and, I mean, they're coming in with some great equipment, and they're setting these tournaments on fire. They don't win them all, but, man, they're up in the the top ten, top five all the time, and uh, it's just really good to see the sport. Headed in the direction it's going, don't you boys think so?
2: Yep, good deal.
0: I, I really do. Chuck, uh, what have you got for closing stuff tonight? You got anything you need to talk about?
1: Um, well, Alabama Catfish Trail. You know, Daniel's only going to have a couple of tournaments left. Um, you know, he he went ahead and changed Gunnersville. Uh, in september because of the uh mississippi river monster tournament so we uh he hasn't established a date but we we want to go out with a bang on that very last tournament so we're trying to come up with suggestions around uh, you know opening day of bow season opening day of gun season youth hunt day um, i know we're not going to be able to pick the perfect day but we're we're you know on the uh On the site, we're looking for suggestions, trying to get everybody together so we can have a really good turnout uh, with all the competitors that's been uh, following the trail for the past few years. And um, Also, this Saturday night uh, on 8-13, we've got a tournament. Uh, The Alabama Catfish Trail has a tournament here on my home lake of Logan Martin. Uh, in Pell City at lakeside landing it's a night tournament from five pm to 2 am um, you know so if 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 you're one of the guys that just uh able to fish the coosa tournaments here's one for you and um, you know as far as i know nobody's uh got any tournaments together for next year or trying to start anything so if you need to get your fever fixed here locally there's just a couple of events left guys.
0: Yeah, awesome. That's really cool. Uh, Doc, what have you got as far as results and stuff?
2: Well, I already gave the results, uh, SWOCC results. I gave those out earlier. Uh, and I I didn't get anything else. Uh, Nobody posted anything. I never saw anything. So I was off the grid for about three days. (laughs) Well, that's okay. That's
0: okay. I am looking for some stuff, and I'm having a hard time finding it, but uh, how about a Doc's tip for the night?
2: Okay, Doc's tip for the night is I like to use sinker slides. One of the problems with sinker slides is when you go to take them out of the box, about a dozen of them come with it, and they, when you're all said and done, they're all over the bottom of the boat, and you're stepping on them, and if you've got bare feet, then you're dancing all over everywhere. So what I do is I take one sinker slide, I open it up, and then I take and put four or five more on that one sinker slide. So I've got about five sinker slides on this one slide. I close that up. Now, I don't. when I grab the one, I just bring five with me. I can put them in my pocket, and I don't have 30 or 40 of them laying all over the boat. That's Doc's tip for the night on the sinker slides.
0: That's pretty cool. You know, I I get the same mess you do. I I got the little bitty, uh, like, tackle boxes and old baits that they open up. And, and of course, when you open the package, they all come out of there. So I just put them in a little compartment. Then when you go to get them out, you pick up one and they all come with it. You got to pick them up. And I'm in a tournament. I got time to pick them things up. I got to get going. Got to go. And, uh, you know, uh, that, that's a really, really cool tip, so thanks for that, Doc. I want to get back on, on the deal with the Brunswick Tournament. You know, uh, I know that Clint Brissom and some of them guys over there put a lot of time in with this, with Brad, to make that tournament uh, a really big event. This little town, like I was telling you, it's a very small town right on the river. It's an old town. It's got a couple of bed and breakfasts in it. Uh, we did have to go a little ways to get a motel, I think it was about 15 miles to a, to a, a motel and I, I'm pretty sure that's where most of the guys from out of town stayed because their parking lot was full so I'm glad that they all uh, got some business out of this and this tournament's going to be one of the big ones one of these days and we need to stay with it. Now the first place was Edie and Randolph with 140.6 pounds. Sanders and and uh, Brian Sanders and Danny and the guy I about a lot from down in St. Louis. 90 pounds for second place. Uh, that's a really great weight for a night tournament over there. Swarrington and and uh, Wing 76.9 for third. Jacobs and Harris 43.4 big fish, and Clear and Kratz was 70.4 uh, for fifth place. It's just uh i didn't get to wait for fourth place i got these from brad and i don't know if he's working or what but he was good enough to send me those so uh this is a yearly event over there so you guys that want to go to a really good area where the people treat you like kings and queens however the case may be brunswick missouri is where you need to try to make it next year and get to this brunswick uh wildcat tournament we really had a great time and and uh, I got to meet uh, a bunch of people that I've known uh, online for a long time and never had got to to, to meet them. I got to meet old Bill from out Nebraska. I was happy to get to see him. These guys got to partying a little bit. They had a big time up there at the motel. They was all just just going at, at at having a good time. And that's what you do. And uh, like I was saying a while ago, uh, the KC. Uh, club over there they they put the uh, Knights of Columbus they put together a big feed and they had uh, a barbecued pork all you could eat with baked beans and uh homemade coleslaw and potato salad uh they give you all the the voters free meal and uh y- there was a bar down there where we all got in and a standing room only and, and when they had this Calcutta uh they blocked off the city street and the, the people they brought Chairs out, and there was guys that brought their own lawn chairs. And and for a little town now, I want you to wrap your your head around $6,500 in the Calcutta. And the only people that was in the Calcutta was guys that pre-entered for the tournament. The other guys wasn't even in it. Uh, Danny McGraw and and Rob Gregg, uh, $400 is what they brought in the Calcutta. Great guys, great fishermen, but for a little area like that in a little town, four hundred bucks. Now, I didn't catch the name of the last uh team that was in the Calcutta four hundred and seventy five bucks. There was a lot of guys that went from one hundred to three hundred uh, these these people in this town, like I say, they was bidding on guys, and they may have knew some of them, but I'm pretty thinking. That they didn't, and Crint sent me a message here. 67 entries for the Calcutta. Calcutta, 6,500 bucks. That's just outstanding. And, and like I say, this city street, it was full of people, and they wasn't all fishermen. Uh, Rybolt and Cargill was the ones that got it. Uh, 475 hours for the, it was the last team. I, I wasn't sure who it was. Uh, Mike Rybolt and Kim Cargill. And, and I'm going to tell you before I get going on any more of this. Uh, I know everybody on Facebook has seen the talk about um, Ken Cargill's new boat, and I got to see that baby the other day. It's unbelievable. You've you got to get to see some of them pictures when they post it. There's a little short video of this thing going down the river. I got to see it go up the river. It's uh, It's amazing. It's just amazing. I've never seen a boat like it in my life, and, and I wouldn't expect anything less out of Ken Cargill. I mean, it's just the coolest thing. It's it's huge. I mean, it's it's just huge, and it's got everything that you need and really not a whole lot more other than maybe some electronic stuff that everybody wouldn't want or doesn't, don't even know about maybe. But it is It's a magnificent boat, and I'm very glad to get to see that thing. It was awesome. Um like I say, we had a really good time over there. Um, Central Missouri Cats is having a tournament over there, August 27th. You guys get a chance. Uh, make sure that you uh, go check out Matt Sanders' tournament. You'll really like him. Uh, Clint sent me another message. Ken Cargill uh, was number 136, unofficial run. Uh, at, that's the weight that he would have had if he'd have made it to the way in He ran out of gas. With 81 gallons in his boat, four miles from the ramp, and run out of gas. Uh, I have luck like that. I really didn't think anybody else did, but but uh, you know, Ken is a great guy. If you don't know him, if he's at some, he's always at, at the big tournament. You need to make an effort to to meet him. He's a really super guy. Uh, he hangs around with some of the best in the business, and and uh, he's got some of the real coolest toys that there ever is to have. I just, I, Every time I see him, I just get giddy, you know, because I know he's got some stuff I ain't got. Phil Brown and um, uh, Josh Mays fished that, had an un- unofficial weight of 150 pounds in that tournament, and they couldn't make the weigh-in in time. So it's there was some great weights caught. They didn't all make the weigh-in. And, uh, you know, Josh, I had quite the conversation with Josh and Phil over there, and and they're always a good time. I really need to get them guys on the show sometime. Uh, I'm not sure if Josh is set up. He kind of lives out in the boonies. But uh, we'll see about getting them on here one of these days. They are a hoop and another team that's going to be going to a lot of the big tournaments this year. Twisted Cat Outdoors, this weekend uh, night tournament that was scheduled for Keokuk, Iowa, will be held in Warsaw, Illinois. Uh if you get a chance go over and see Alex. I believe it is 7 uh, 4 to midnight. I'm not sure on that but you can check it out on Facebook. Uh he has a page up there for the Cat Outdoors so and get all the information. Give him a shout, send him a message calling. He'll tell you whatever you need to know about that. Uh I think that's going to wrap it up for the evening. I think we had a really good show with them boys winning the tournament and this new magazine is going to be outstanding. Um There's one other thing I want to mention to these guys that's holding these tournaments where you've got 50-plus boats or 75-plus boats. If you ever see a a Calcutta held like they held at Brunswick and see the amount of participation that's involved with this, you'd have one at all these tournaments. And it's not about the money. It's about dragging them people out of that town to come down there and be a part of what we do fishing these catfish tournaments and it didn't matter if you was a fisherman or you was part of the tournament team or if you was part of the city, everybody had a blast. So it's something to consider to get your, your uh town people that's already behind you involved in the tournament. It was just a great time.
1: How, explain, explain exactly oh, yeah. uh, how explain exactly how a Calcutta works, Lyle.
0: Well, there's a couple of different ways. When well, we done them in pool tournaments, uh, everybody that was entered in the tournament was in the Calcutta. Um, they had, you had, if nobody bet on you, uh, you bought yourself for ten bucks. The way they did it the other day was, they allowed the people that was was in the uh, uh, that prepaid for the tournament, they was in it, and the guys that that didn't prepay wasn't in it. Or I think you had to be entered before the Calcutta. Or something I, I don't know exactly, but I think it was pre entries. Uh, anyhow, um, they just started bidding and they started to the bid, I believe, at 20 bucks. And it'd go till somebody stopped it, you know what I mean. And uh, uh, Clint said all the teams sold, so uh, that was really good. We um, they had a regular auctioneer come up there. Most of the time, you have these Calcutta's, it's just somebody up there pretending that he was an auctioneer. Uh, you know to get to get the things going this guy was a professional last year. i assume that's what he'd done for a living he's very good at it uh he was out there him and and Brad was watching each other and getting the bids and stuff and and some of these guys that was out there in them lawn chairs you know they uh older fellas and they was having a ball just bidding each other so like i say i don't know if they knew these guys if they cared if they knew them, but they was having a blast that, that town <laughs> got behind this uh, in in a way that that for a a town that side I'd never seen it before. It was just amazing. And Clint says the auctioneer volunteered his services, and he was a professional. I knew he had to be. He was too good at it, you know. And – even after the Calcutta was over, everybody mingled around and had a big time, and I'm sure that bar sold a ton of booze because it was packed. It was standing room only when we was in it before the Calcutta, and some of them come out, but I am quite sure once that everybody cleared out of that street, they was all right back in that bar. Uh, <laughs> you know how that works. But uh, everything was uh, run very smooth, and and uh, I haven't been to a tournament uh, short of monsters on the Ohio in a long time that was any more fun than what we had now we had some issues with trees getting up underneath the boat that uh, been in our transducer up where we couldn't see where the fish was at you know uh, different things happened through the night that didn't go our way and that's okay because that's part of fishing if you don't have some issues once in a while then you're not doing something right and, and we accept that we know that when we go to these places but the, the pre-tournament the weigh-in Being around these people, some of the greatest folks you could ever want to be around, and the city and the people that worked with Brad to put this this tournament on, went out of their way to make this an outstanding event. And I congratulate everybody involved with this. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I'll be back. I mean, you're going to have to tell me to stay away from here on out. It was just it's just a good time. And the Missouri River is full of giant fish. You everybody don't catch them. But the ones that caught fish caught good fish. Good deal. Good deal. Yep. Lots of fun. Anything else, fellas? No, that's not all I'll be All right, I guys. I don't have anything. Everybody stay safe out on the water. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing everybody down the road. Next Monday night, uh, we are going to have... Uh, Brad Cox with Springfield, Illinois, with the veterans tournament they're doing over there. And we're going to have Josh Van over uh, with his Bruce Midkiff tournament coming up. So make sure to tune in next Monday night. And for Chuck Davison and Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes, and thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.